Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. If you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and open them to 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. I'm going to get there in just a minute. I'm going to need to lay a little bit of groundwork here with the Lord's help. Just to go ahead and let you know, there's no way I'm going to be able to share with you the whole chapter 17 of 1 Samuel. So you know what your homework's going to be uh, this week. Uh, I wish you would all please take time to read 1 Samuel chapter 17. Just a powerful chapter to bring so much encouragement to you in the situation that you may be in in your life. So make sure you mark that chapter down. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Uh, read it this week and we're going to talk more about it. But I'm going to continue today. Um, and Lord willing, maybe next week, just finish up this uh, series that I'm calling God Is, The Power of God's Names. The power of God's names. Now just to do a quick review, we've already learned over the last few weeks from the word of God that, the, that God's most famous and most popular name is the Lord. Say the Lord. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. When you see the word the Lord in your uh, Bible, in the word of God, that means, in the Hebrew, it means Yahweh, but in the English language, it means Jehovah. Say Jehovah. Jehovah means that He is. He is. And you could always put a little blank behind He is because He's always, when you see the Lord there, L-O-R-D, He's about to reveal something about Himself, about who He is and what He can do. And the, and the, and the good news is, uh, we've already discovered this is that God through our impossible situations in our life and we all face them at times those things that we see in front of us that just seem impossible for us it's in those times that the Lord will come and reveal who he is and what he can do in those situations and listen for everybody here under the sound of my voice those watching and worshiping with us online it doesn't matter what personal situation or, or uh, crisis that you have going on in your life. The Lord has a name for what you're going through. He has a name for what you're going through. And that's why it's so vital, uh, especially in the day that we live in, that we know the name of God and we know what they mean to us. We've already learned that those personal situations, those impossible situations that we face that the Lord is Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider. How many of you to know him to be provider? Man, thank you, Lord. Amen. He's Jehovah Roi. He's the Lord, my shepherd. He, he's guiding me. He's leading me. And he's the shepherd of my life. I know his voice and he leads me. He's Jehovah Shalom. Aren't you thankful today that that complete peace, that lasting peace comes from the Lord, Jehovah Shalom. We learned on Wednesday night that he's also Jehovah Rapha. He's the Lord who heals. Uh, that should bring encouragement to all of us today that whatever you're going through, whether it be a physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, relational, he's a God who can heal those things in your life. Amen. He's Jehovah Rapha. Well, Lord willing, this morning we're going to discover another powerful name that I believe will encourage us and build up our faith 
in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that name is the name Jehovah Saba. Say Saba. Jehovah Saba, which means the Lord our warrior. The Lord our warrior. So we find this Jehovah Saba, this name of God, we find it in an impossible situation in the scriptures. It's in 1 Samuel chapter 17. Let me give you a little bit of backdrop before I read uh, verses 45 through 51 to you. Just a little uh, history here. Israel is at war. We know if you read uh, and know and familiar with this story, they're at war with the Philistines. The Philistines are on one hill, the Bible says, and God's army's on another hill, and there's a little valley in between, and, and they're about to have a, a war. They're going to war. They're going to battle. God's people against their enemy, the Philistines, and and they're there and they're about to draw their line and they're about to engage in battle and then things go from bad to worse. Have you ever had that happen before? When it rains, it pours. It goes from bad to worse because then the Philistines send out this man they call the champion. He's undefeated. All knockouts. His name is Goliath, the giant from Gath. And the Bible says that he actually... Uh, he walks around in front of the God's army and he's actually, the one translation says he does the Ric Flair strut. He does the Ric Flair strut in front of the other, in front of God's people. And he begins to yell out threats against them and begins to intimidate them. And God's people are there and they're, they're afraid, the army of God, they become afraid and, and fear grips their heart and they begin to retreat and to run away. And there they are on the battlefield with staring at the face of a giant, but God is behind the scenes working. And he's, and he's sending this young boy, the son of Jesse named David. David's brothers are on the battlefield with Saul, but they're not fighting. They're actually running. They're, they're afraid. And Jesse asked uh, David to, to go to the battlefield and to send some supplies to his, to his children and to the captains of the army and to get a good report and bring it home. So David, he, he goes to the battlefield with the supplies and he drops them off there. And while he's there at the battlefield, he goes out onto the front lines and he sees the Philistines and he sees the, the giant, the giant Goliath from Gath. And he sees him doing the, the strut in front of everybody. The Bible says he does it uh, 40 days. He does it in the morning. He does it in the evening. All they can see is the giant. And David hears the threats of this giant. And he sees this giant. And then they find out word that if there's anyone that would come out and fight this giant, anybody that would come out and fight this giant, Goliath even said, you pick a man from your ranks to come and fight me. And if you win, we'll be your slaves. And if I win, you'll be our slaves. Can you see right now God's army all lined up maybe in their trench and Saul walking down looking in the trenches at his men and, and, and you know how you've been somewhere one time and people call on you and you kind of go, <laughs> you know, don't look at me. That's what I kind of envision in my mind. And, and there the giant is and he's, he's yelling out threats and then David finds out that if there's somebody to go out there and fight this man, fight this giant, that they're going to be able to marry one of the king's daughters and they're going to uh, be exempt from all taxes. I would have said, keep the woman and make me tax free. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. My wife's not in the service. <laughs> I'm just playing around. 
But David agrees. David agrees to go and, and he goes to Saul and he convinces Saul to fight the giant and Saul begins to laugh at David. You're just a young boy and he, this man here, he's a giant. He's been a warrior since his youth. But David persists and David goes out onto the battlefield and there he is. I'm getting ready to pick it up right now. He's standing right before the giant. And listen to what David has to say. Greatest battle speech ever. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. In other words, he says, I come to you in the name of Jehovah Saba, the warrior, the God of army, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. When the Philistine arose and come and drew near to meet David, listen to this, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine, the giant, and David put his hand in his bag. Must have been a bad bag. He put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and slung it and struck the Philistine on his forehead. And the stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the ground. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. And there was no sword in the hand of David. Listen to this. Then David ran and stood over the Philistine and took his own sword and drew it out of his sheath and killed him and cut off his head with the giant's own sword. Man, when the Philistines saw that, their champion was dead. The Bible says they fled. Father, thank you again for your word. Thank you for your presence in this place. We pray right now, God that you would just bring victory to people in their lives today. They would gain victory over whatever giant they may be facing. In the name of Jesus, amen. I want you to notice with me just a few things here on how we can gain victory over the giants in our life. The first thing I want you to notice is the awesome size of the giant. Notice the awesome size of the giant. Now, if you're reading your Bible, you'll see different translations if you study there. And, and listen, the Bible says that Goliath was over nine feet tall. Giants are giants because they're big. And, and Goliath, he was a giant. He was over nine feet tall, and he had body armor, the Bible says, that weighed over 120 pounds. Just the, just the spearhead on his spear was what I bench pressed, 15 pounds. I mean, he, he, he's a huge man. He, he's awesome in size, and he's towering over his challengers. And, and listen, Goliath, he has, he has some big muscles, but he's got a big mouth too. He's got big muscles and a big mouth to go with it because the Bible says that for 40 days, 40 days in the morning and in the evening, he's shouting out threats to God's army. And that's what giants do. Giants, they, they like to make threats. Giants like to cause fear in our life. Giants like to cause a lot of stress and worry in our life. Giants can cause you to panic. Giants will try to control your life. Giants are obstacles that will keep you from walking out God's purpose for your life. Giants 
uh, they can keep you from walking out God's purpose because they're big. Giants are really big, and giants are real. And sooner or later, sooner or later, we're all going to face some awesome-sized giants in our life. Has anybody ever had to encounter some awesome-sized giants in your life? All of us have. And the question this morning is, what giants are you facing in your life today? What, what giants do you see? What Goliath are you looking at? Listen, your, your giant might be sin in your life. Your giant might be sin in your life. Your giant might be your past failures. Your giant might be depression. Your, your giant this morning could be discouragement because of everything that you're going through in your life. Your giant this morning might be weariness where you're just completely wore out and tired. Your giant might be insecurity. Your giant might be loneliness. Your giant might be a broken heart. Your giant might be an addiction. Your giant might be sickness. Your giant could be some family problems. Your giant could be some financial problems. Here's the point. Sooner or later, we're all going to face some awesome-sized giants in our life. Sometimes, listen, if we're not careful, this is what happens. When you face those awesome-sized giants in your life, this is what can happen if you're not careful. We can let the size of the giants block the size of our God. Come on. We've all done that before. We let the giant uh, block the size of who God is. And what happens then is we, we become discouraged in life and we feel defeated and we feel like the enemy has, has beat us and he's won the victory. That's how you feel when you, when you get your eyes off of Jesus and, and you're blocked by that view of who Christ is and all you see is the giant. So the question this morning is how do, how do we gain victory over these awesome-sized giants in our life? Well, I'm glad that you asked. I'm glad that you asked how do we gain victory over these giants that stand before us because David, David shows us. David shows us how to gain victory over those giants. The first thing I want you to notice is David's attitude. David's attitude toward the giant. Powerful. If you'll go back and read it, you're going to see everything I'm sharing with you today. David's attitude helped him to gain victory over the giant. David, there, he stood before the giant and he had an attitude of faith. While the army of Israel, I don't know if they were standing or if they were cowering, but they, they were there and they had an attitude of fear. David had an attitude of faith and the army of Israel and Saul, they had an attitude of fear. And you read there in the Bible there in chapter uh, uh, 17, when the army of Israel, when they saw and, and, and Goliath and they heard the threats of Goliath, the Bible says they began to run. They began to run in fear. And listen, if you'll read, it says this. All they could say was to David, have you seen the giant? Have you seen the giant? Have you seen the giant? That's all the army of Israel could say. Have you seen the giant? And that's what a lot of us say every day. We walk around, you know, and that's all we can say. Have, have you seen the giant that I'm having to deal with? And you're the same way. Have you seen the giant that I'm dealing with? That's all we talk about is the giant. Have you seen the giant? The army of Israel, they asked the question, have you seen the giant? Because they had an attitude of fear. All they could see was the giant that stood before them. All they could see was the obstacle in front of them. All they could see was their problem. All they, could, all they could see and focus on was the enemy instead of the voice of God. All they could focus on was running and retreating. All they could focus on was just trying to survive. They had an attitude of fear because all they saw was Goliath. David, on the other hand, 
David had an attitude of faith because David saw, he saw the Lord, Jehovah Saba. The army of Israel, they saw Goliath and they had fear. David saw Jehovah Saba and he had faith. And there's a lesson right there. Fear sees the giant and faith sees God. Fear sees the giant and faith sees God. Fear sees the obstacle and faith sees a way. That's the lesson here we can see here in chapter 17. David had an attitude of faith. He had an attitude of faith because he was focused on Jehovah Saba rather than focusing on the giant. You know what David had? He had the right perspective in life. He had the right perspective. This is what gets me when you read this passage here. It's so powerful. There's the army of Israel and there's David and they're all on the same battlefield. They're all on the same battleground there and they're on the front line and they're all looking at the same giant. The army of Israel is looking at the giant and David is looking at the same giant Goliath. But the reason it was different for David is because David knew God. He knew the power of his name and David, because of that, he had a different perspective. David saw something. He saw something. He saw, the ar- he saw something different than the army of Israel. Let me tell you what David saw. David saw a giant that was defiling the living God. David, he saw uh, that Jehovah Saba uh, was greater than any giant in his life. David saw that Jehovah Saba uh, was greater than any giant, any battle. David saw the victory. Uh, David saw that God was on his side. David saw that the battle was the Lord's. Hallelujah. David had a different perspective. And because he was focused on the Lord and who the Lord is and what the Lord can do, Jehovah Saba, he had a different attitude He had that gave him a godly perspective. And I'm just telling you, friend, listen to me this morning, please. Don't miss it. That's the goal for every one of us right now. That's the goal for our life. When, when you're facing uh, the Goliaths in your life, when you're facing those massive, awesome-sized giants in our life, here's what you have to do. You have to stay focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. Stay focused on Jesus. Don't let the giant block the view of Jesus. Stay focused on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus and know that he's greater than any giant situation that you will ever go through. Here's what you need to do. When you're facing that giant, you need to look from the cross and you need to look from the empty grave because when you look from the power of the cross and from the power of the empty grave, you're going to see how small that giant is in your life. Hallelujah. When you're facing those giants, you need to look from the power of the cross and the empty grave and you're going to know that God gives us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Listen, whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, you need to have the view that you're looking from the cross and you're looking from the empty grave because God is greater. He's all-powerful. Hallelujah. He brings the victory. He brings the victory. When we look to Jesus from the cross and through the empty grave then we're going to have an attitude of faith instead of fear. The Bible says in Second uh, Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. That's questionable. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Listen, please. The very first thing you need to know, if you're going to gain victory over whatever giant that you're going through in your life or whatever your family's going through, you need, to, uh, you need to have David's approach and you need to approach these giants with an attitude of faith, looking to Jesus, looking to Jesus because he's going to be the one to help you. I want you also to notice David's approach. David's approach. 
The Bible says that David told King Saul, he says, I'll go. He says, listen, <laughs> King Saul tried to talk him out of it. He said, you're just too young. Nobody, you, you can't fight this giant. He says, let me go. He persisted. And David said, let me go and fight the giant. Let me go and fight the giant. I'll go fight him. You see, David approached the giant with courage. Say courage. He approached the giant with courage. When everyone else was running and trembling and fear and retreating, David stood with courage. Courage. And I want to remind all of you today, please don't miss this. When you're walking and you walk with God, it's going to require you to have some courage. It's going to require you to have some courage. God's word is constantly reminding us to be strong and courageous in the Lord. We need to approach our giants in life with courage, with courage. We desperately, we desperately need men and women who will stand up with courage against the giants that are rising up in our land today. We need some men and women of God who have courage. God, give us courage. I truly believe that the reason that most Christians today, nobody here at my office, but all the other Christians, I believe that the reason most Christians today are running in fear and retreating in fear and bowing down to the ungodly giants in our land is because we're just like the army of Israel. We're out there on the battlefield, but we're out there without the presence of God. There's no more seeking God and being hungry for God. I'm not just talking about seeking it with your mouth. Oh, it sounds good, but I'm talking about a time when you get somewhere and out of your heart, you're seeking God. God, I need you. I need you, Lord. I'm in the battle of my life and I'm calling out to you. I'm crying out to you, God. When is the last time you cried out to him for his presence? We're just like the army of Israel. We're on the battlefield without the presence of God. We're on the battlefield with no passion to pray. We're on the battlefield without the power of God. No no daily seeking to be filled with the Holy Spirit in our life. Did you know Paul said in Ephesians to be filled? He says be filled. That means a constant daily feeling in your life that you be filled with the Holy Spirit. That you would receive power. That power will make you a witness. Some of you are looking at me like, man, what are you talking about? You're getting crazy now talking about the Spirit of God can come in and fill me. Listen, the Bible says that you shall receive power when He comes upon you. It's a gift. It's a promise from the Lord. Yes, He lives in us, but He wants to give you power, dunamis power, like dynamite power. He'll give you dynamite power. Well, that all sounds kind of weird. Let me just tell you this, friend. The Holy Spirit will not make you weird. The Holy Spirit will make you a witness. If you're acting weird, it's because you're a weirdo. Hello. (laughs) Jesus, help me. (laughs) The Holy Spirit will make you a witness. He will not make you weird. Come on. He'll make you a witness. And it's time, listen, it's time that we, that we approach the giants in our life 
with a godly courage that can only come from the Holy Spirit. He will fill you and empower you. Being empowered doesn't mean that you're louder than everybody else. It just means that you're walking with a confidence in God and the Holy Spirit just flows from you. There's an overflow and you're touching people and witnessing to people and they see Jesus in you. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. We need, we need some Davids in our day. Young man, young lady, older man, older lady, whoever you are, we, we need some Davids in our day. We need some Davids in our day that will stand with courage and call sin, sin. Listen to me, please, this morning. If you're sinning, stop sinning. If you're living in sin, stop living in sin. Please hear me. If you're willfully, habitually, you know God's telling you that's wrong. You know from his word it's wrong. You need to stop doing it. If you're watching online, stop sinning. Stop sinning. You might want to crank the car for me today, brother. We need Davids in our day who will stand with courage and call evil, evil. Friend, I'm telling you, there's evil all around us and we need to be courageous enough to call it out like the Bible says it is. We need Davids in our day who will stand with courage and be the church. Be the church. Not just come to church, but be the church. We need Davids in our day to have the courage to rise up and be light in a dark world. We need Davids in our day that will stand with courage and, and, and know that God is going to give the victory no matter how many battles come, no, how, no matter how dark it might get, no matter how intense the battle may get. We need some Davids a day that's going to stand with courage and say, you know what, all hell can come and the world around me can be shaken, but I'm going to stand with courage because my God is Jehovah Saba. He's the Lord, our warrior. The battle belongs to the Lord. I'm going to trust him you can do what you want to with me but I serve Jehovah Saba oh hallelujah hallelujah one of my favorite quotes is from old John Wayne the Duke he said courage is being scared to death but saddling up anyway Christians need to saddle up I'm just telling you I don't really know any way to communicate it. I'm just letting you know, friend, it's time to saddle up. It's time to saddle up. It's time to saddle up and have courage and stand for Jesus Christ. God, give us that courage. Here we have the army of Israel, and they're running, they're running, they're running away from the giant. They're retreating away from the giant. And can I tell you today, listen to me please, sooner or later in your life, you have to learn that you're going to have to confront the giants in your life. You're going to have to stop running, you're going to have to stop running in fear, stop retreating, and sooner or later, you're going to have to confront the giants in your life. And here's the good news. The good news is Jehovah Saba, he's going to help you. He's going to help you confront those giants and he's going to help you to conquer those giants. You got to approach those giants with courage and listen to me. You got to approach those giants doing all that you can. Do all you can when you got a giant in front of you. 
Do all you can when you got a giant in front of you. You know what David did? He was doing all he could. He even got there with the giant in front of him and he did all he could. He started looking back. He started looking back to his past and he told Saul, he says, you know what, Saul? I can destroy this giant. I can defeat this giant because when I look back, I remember how when I was tending my my father Jesse's sheep and his goats and how the lions and the bears would come, but I would destroy them through Jehovah Saba, hallelujah, because he's my warrior. Doing all you can means sometimes you got to look back. You got to look back. Has any of y'all, have you ever had to fight some lions and some bears in your life? Come on, you got to look back and you got to know that Jesus was faithful then. He'll be faithful today. He'll be faithful tomorrow. Like my brother prayed a while ago, he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Listen, God is faithful. He's Jehovah Saba. He will never let you down, friend. Hallelujah. He's unchanging. He's Jehovah. He's unchanging. Do all you can by looking back. Oh, I remember where I was. Oh, I remember how he brought that victory in my past. And I know that's going to bring encouragement to me to fight fight the next giant. Do all you can with what you have. David, he couldn't use Saul's armor. You know, you read the story. Saul tried to put his own armor on David. I can just imagine him trying to walk around. You know, he never had that kind of armor on. And he's like, I can't fight this giant like this. But David could fight him with what he had. He had his bag, his sling, his stones. You, you got to do all you can with what you have. When you're facing your giants, I'm sure David was calling out to God and trusting God. There he is with his own sling, his own stones, and he's there in the power of the name of God. And listen, when you're facing your giants, yes, you need to pray. And yes, you need to trust in the Lord. But let me tell you what else you need to do. You need to do all you can. Do all you can with what you have. If your family's lost, yes, pray. And yes, trust the Lord to save them. But go witness to them. Go invite them to church. Do all you can. You're living in addiction? Yeah, pray and trust the Lord to set you free from that addiction. But listen, go check yourself into a rehab. Get involved in our Celebrate Recovery. Do all you can. You're out of work and you need a job? Yeah, pray and trust the Lord, but go out there and fill out some applications and do all you can. My goodness, there's signs up everywhere. Need people looking for help. Your body hurting physically or you got something going on emotionally? Yes, pray and trust the Lord, but go to the doctor and get checked out and do all you can. Do all you can and trust God to do the rest. Dr. Ben Carson said this, do your best and let God do the rest. Do your best and let God do the rest. And David approached the giant with courage. He approached the giant by looking back to past victories and he approached the giant by doing all that he could. You got to do all you... Listen, you just can't go into that room and lock the door and hope it's all gone away when you step out. No, you got to get out there and you got to engage and you got to do all you can. If you'll come and help me, please. The last thing I want you to notice here is notice David after the giant. Notice David after the giant. After David defeated the giant, you read it here, David cut off Goliath's head with Goliath's own sword. I love reading that. And then look what happens next. It don't even really, you know, you're like, why would he do this? He cuts off the head of Goliath and he takes the head of Goliath And the Bible says that he takes it back to Jerusalem. I mean, it gets pretty gruesome. 
I mean, there he is, and he's holding the head of this giant, and he's walking back to Jerusalem. He's walking back. Can you imagine him walking back? You know what he was doing? You know why he did that? It was a testimony. It was his testimony. He was holding his testimony up right there in front of everybody. What God meant for what what the devil meant for evil, God meant it for good. He was holding that, that, that head up and he was testifying that the Lord is Jehovah Saba. He's the Lord our warrior. Don't you be afraid of whatever Goliath's in front of you. You look right here. This is what my God can do. You know what he was holding? He was holding up a testimony. And he was saying that, listen, when we keep walking in God's will and going forward, there's going to be some more giants down the road. But don't you be afraid because you look right here. If he did it then, he's going to do it when we go up ahead. Don't you worry. You trust God because he is Jehovah Saba. He's going to bring the victory. He's going to bring the victory. Man, I can see him right now singing that song. I'm going to see a victory. And there he is walking down that path holding that head up. This is what my God can do. This is what my God can do. And then you read in the Bible, it says that the Philistines, man, they saw that. They saw that Goliath was dead and they fled. That's a rap song right there. Lord, help me. Jesus, help this man. If you you keep reading... It says that the Philistines were so afraid they fled and then the army of God, they go into the camp of the Philistines and they take back everything that the enemy had taken from them. (laughs) That just tells me, friend, that God will recover and God will restore what the enemy has taken from your life and some of you have allowed the giant to rob you and steal from you and block you from seeing God and what he can do. But I'm here to declare to you today, friend, that the Jesus that we love and serve, he is Jehovah Saba. He's the Lord, our warrior. He is, the battle is his. He will fight for you. He will defend you. He will give you the victory. And not only that, friend, he will restore and bring back the things that the enemy has taken from you. Aren't you thankful for that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you bow your heads, please, all over this place? No one looking around. No one looking around. Just just you and the Lord right now. Just you and the Lord. How many of you would be honest enough this morning that you would be willing to lift your hand, nobody looking around, and to say, you know what, Pastor? Right now I have a, a giant in my life. There's a giant in my life. And I feel like he's all I can see in the morning and in the evening. He's all I hear. It seems like he's really taking control of my life. This giant that I'm going through right now seems to have taken over my life. And I need prayer. Would you pray for me? If that's you, would you lift your hand right now, please? Hold him up. Hold him up. Don't Just keep holding him up. Hold him up. Hold him up. God bless you. God bless you. You can, you can put him down right now. You can put him down. Before we move any further in this service, I want to ask you. You could be here this morning and and you're, you're in sin. Can I declare to you some good news today? Let me just tell you the good news. If you're in sin, that Jesus defeated the giant called sin through the work of the cross and through his resurrection. 
Sin is defeated. The power of sin has been defeated through Christ and you can be forgiven today and you can have new life in Christ. It can be a new beginning for you today, my dear friend. He died on the cross for you and me, all of us. He shed his blood and it's through his blood that we have forgiveness of our sins. If you will just put your faith in Jesus right now, and ask him to come in to be your Lord and be your Savior and just ask for forgiveness. He will forgive you and you will become a Christian and you will have a home called heaven to look forward to, but you will have an abundant life now through Christ. If you will surrender everything to him, right there where you are, just say, today, Jesus, I'm acknowledging, acknowledging to you, Lord, and admitting to you I'm a sinner. And I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I, I believe, Lord, I, I believe, and I'm putting my faith in you now that you died on the cross for me, the Son of God. You, you love me so much. You took my place. I deserved all that. But because you love me, you love me, you took my place, and I thank you for that. And so I surrender my life to you right now come and be my savior my lord thank you for saving me from a place called hell and thank you for giving me a home called heaven and lord i want to walk with you now and follow you all the days of my life and i need you to come